Traveling to consciousness, exploring spiritual journeys to find answers in uncertainty. Live the cult of conspiracy, Jonathan and Jacob. Thank you guys for being here. I'm excited for this podcast. Oh man, this is going to be a great time. We're going to dive into a ton of crazy conspiracies. As we do, seem crazy on the outside, but when you dig down deep enough, you see just the narrative that they push about these conspiracy conspiracies is really what is crazy. Well, so then maybe this is a great place to start. How do you even start off with a conspiracy? Like, like say there's a new one that comes across your desk. How do you determine if this is a conspiracy, if it's bullshit, if, you know, this is something that's getting peddled by the agenda or the powers that be to give you misinformation? Like, how do you even dissect a conspiracy in the first place? Well, that's actually how we we go into a lot of the stories, especially if it's something new. We'll we'll look at a lot of the. um a lot of the symbolism, there's usually a lot of symbolism, uh, depending on the person, if we know their past, then we know that probably they're messing around in some kind of Illuminati, some kind of witchcraft. Um, you know, uh, these people in higher places run together. Or even if there's not some sort of like malevolent higher force, basically whenever you see something on the news and it doesn't quite sit right with you. Okay. Trust your gut on it. Dig a little deeper. And whenever you start digging deeper, you have to understand, first off, that mainstream media is funded by parties that want to feed you information. Okay, and once you like fully grasp that concept and like I'm not saying boycott CNN and boycott Fox News. And okay, listen, if you're going to watch them for information, that's fine. But understand the information that you're getting is being geared to make you feel a certain way about the situation. They're giving you one side of the argument. They may claim to be fair and balanced. They may claim to give you the whole argument. That's not the case. I'm sorry. It's just not right. So once you understand that, when you hear about something going on in the world and you already know that the news sources are already spinning the story, start looking at where the funding is coming from for what the story is. Why is it being spun this way? Who stands to profit from me feeling one way or another about this situation and it all really starts to unravel for you. And it's not even like a crazy tinfoil hat thing to realize like, okay, there's 35 red flags right now for this one situation. And that's enough for me to call some bullshit on the situation. Like that's it. And there's, there's almost like a a universal law that says that they have to tell you a little bit of what they're doing in order for them to get away with it. There has to be like a kernel of the truth for the lie to succeed. There, Because there's conscious built into everything. And if there's conscious built into it, then you don't want to feel that guilty conscious. So you have to give a little bit of, it's almost like dropping some chips along the rabbit trail. You know what I mean? Like you have to show a little bit. And if the person doesn't pick up on it or if the general masses don't pick up on it, well, that's not your fault. You put the information out there, you know, so it's, it's, it's a lot of tedious work, a lot of tedious things that you have to really pay attention to. You, you kind of have to have your awareness on a hundred at all times, or as we like to say, open up your third eye at Indeed. all times. Um, and yeah, it, and you kind of just, it, it's, it's a lot of like a, like a hunch. It's and a lot of hiding in plain sight as well. Yeah. That, that's so fascinating. You guys say that because I know from my even angle of even just watching certain like alien shows to getting exposed to new information. There's like times where they'll go through the story 
and it's like, okay, that piece of information is true. That information is true. But then like this information isn't true. And I assume majority of people would try to take the entire story and throw all of it out just because like one piece of it isn't true. Well, and that's, that's an issue, you know? So anytime you see somebody getting just blown up like crazy, even if they were on something, um, what's, what's old boy that just got caught up in that mess. Um, he was in (laughs) there, that one down. Um, he was, he was in in the (laughs) MMA. He was a kickboxer, the famous kickboxer guy. I'm talking about. Um, oh, uh, uh, Andrew Tate. Tate. Yeah. Andrew Tate. Yeah. Andrew Tate. So yeah, yeah, Andrew yeah, yeah. Tate, he was on some shit. Yes. Was he a little bit of a misogynist? Sure. Was he a little bit biased on certain things? Sure. But what he was doing is, is that he was exposing a lot of symbolism. He was exposing a lot of what's going on in the industry and basically kind of just, you know, taking, taking it on by the reins on his own. And I don't know if he was actually trafficking anybody, but I do know for a fact that things like that happen all the time, whenever you're trying to blackball somebody. So Mm. it, a lot of times, and I know that is a cop out and nobody wants to stand up for somebody who, who does things like that. And so, and that's why they do it though. You got to think these people are absolutely sick. They don't care about morale. They don't care about, you know, uh, free will or your, your spiritual self or anything Human like life, that, whatever. They don't care about that. So what they do is if they're really trying to blackball you, oh, well he had child pornography on his computer. Oh, he was tra- uh, trafficking children. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to touch that. It's, mm-hmm. it's a, it's a brilliant, it's so, if it wasn't so evil, it would be so brilliant. And that's as of now, right? As a time of recording, it hasn't been confirmed that there was actually any kind of human trafficking going on. I personally don't believe that there was, if I'm proven wrong on that, then fine. I retract. But as of now, it absolutely looks like drummed up charges because he was exposing the system. And I'm not saying like he was out here as a crusader in the conspiracy world. What I'm saying is he was calling out the fact that society is making men more and more effeminate and that that's a part of the plan. That's all a part of the plan and that we as men need to take life by the horns and become the men that we're supposed to be. Now, yes, he said that in a lot of different ways and you can agree or disagree on some of his other messages, but that at its core, of course, they're going to blackball this guy. Of course, they're going to completely denounce everything he said and make him seem like he's a a, a misogynist and a a rapist and all the things. Well, and that's, you know, we live in a society today where if you're accused, you may as well already be guilty. Oh, yeah. No, it's about what's the first lie that's told. That's what's usually going to be believed. And I don't know. I don't know if you cuss on your. Do you cuss? On oh your yeah, show? right. Piss shit. That. Fuck yeah. yeah right, okay. Cool. cool, cool. cool. All right. I'm, <laughs> before I start, yeah, I'm not somebody who is an Andrew Tate dick rider. By no means. I don't need no. to jive with people like that. To be honest with you, and I'm, I'm not even talking about. It's just his personality. I don't really get down with. But I will always stick up for people who are always uh, trying to expose everything for what it is. Yeah. You know what goes on behind the behind closed doors in Hollywood and politics and. And so many different things in secret societies, right? Um, one thing that he does do, um, uh, you know, a lot of people, including me, I thought he was always holding up the Illuminati triangle. Turns out it was just a mudra. Yeah. And um, it's mm. basically just a sign of confidence. It, it helps, gives you confidence or whatever. So, oh, like, yeah, he would sit there, he would like put his hands together kind of deal. Is that mm, what you're saying? Exactly like Trump does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. He's a fascinating. That's, uh, that's the technique. 
he's a fascinating case. I, I just realized I'm sitting there like that right now. <laughs> <laughs> See? That's funny. It's a natural pose that people go into when you're in a state of like concentration. It's a thing that happens. Uh, it doesn't like necessarily relaxing. mean an Illuminati symbol. Well, that's it's so fascinating too. And we could probably use Andrew Tate as a great example of this where, you know, there are it's so fascinating because I see all these different TikToks or reels that pop up with him and so many of them, not so many. Well, yeah, I guess so many of them feel like there's a lot of truth in them. Like you like what you guys are talking about, being a man, sticking up for yourself, going mm-hmm. and working out, making money. And then there's some of them that push that line a little too far. And you could argue he might be being comedic. Maybe he's just a little too far off his rocker. Maybe he is being misogynistic in some of them. But it's just, it's interesting how then exactly what we're saying, like he has these kernels of truth within him, but then because it's wrapped up in all of this other stuff, people just throw it out and just want to denounce everything that he has to say. Right. Yeah. I mean, Hey dude, say I'm not gonna, I don't want to go here, but I'm just going to take it here for a second. Oh no. It's the same thing with <laughs> Kanye. It's the same exact oh, thing. Not with Jesus. Kanye. I mean, I know that, you know, a lot of people are trying to stick up for him. Maybe he's a good guy. Is he a bad guy? Are they really following him? Is this all just an act? He was previously with Kim Kardashian, who a lot of people said was his handler. Um, now he's off of his meds. The, uh, the, uh, his, his trainer or personal handler or somebody like that was, was basically threatening to kill him. And not only, you know, just in a Hollywood style, but like actually come after him. But, is he is he preaching a lot of true things? Yes and no. I'm gonna go out there and say that. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. Kanye, he is uh he's an amalgamation of he, <laughs> he's a, his own thing he's right a, now. He was he got into and out of the Kardashian circle. Let right. that one simmer for a minute, bro. It doesn't matter whatever he might be on, bro. He's been through the fucking ringer. Okay. G- give the man a minute. He'll be back. All right. (laughs) Well, that's what's so interesting too, is like, you get to a place where you just see too much or you experience too many things where you're just like, man, all this shit's fucked. Cause like, even you guys were saying at the beginning, you follow the money, you follow the money in enough places. You're like, Oh shit. Like three companies basically run everything in the United States from our food to what we consume. Like what we consume is run by three companies, whether it's our food, our information, or even our technology. It's like, three people and it's like holy shit like how deep does this rabbit hole go well you think back to i mean this this uh what do you want to call it um basically just a he, they're trying to get like a stranglehold of power amongst all the people of the world and it's not even just a countrywide thing anymore these people are all meeting up from every single country at davos they're meeting up um uh i mean at so many different places we got the antarctic peace treaty signed by how many countries that don't get along right, you know like right. the, can we dive so into that? Th- what's the antarctic sure. peace treaty oh man so look we actually did a whole episode on this so In the middle of the Cold War, bro, in the late 1950s, all the countries that really mattered, by the way, I'm not saying every country on Earth, okay, but the countries that were considered worth a damn as far as a global superpower could be considered, all came together and unanimously agreed that we are not going to touch Antarctica, even though there was surveys done by Admiral Byrd who flew over Antarctica in the late 40s, and he even said that Antarctica is rich with uranium, with oil, and with gold. It was rich with these conflict minerals, things that we need and thrive on. And all these countries in the middle of the Cold War decided, nah, we're just not going to touch that, bro. So now the big uh, argument is, why didn't they go back? 
Well, that's the issue. And and do his diaries, Admiral Byrd, do his diaries actually hold water? Are they true? Is it fiction? This episode of Traveling to Consciousness is brought to you by the official Traveling to Consciousness app, available on the iOS and Google Play Store. On this app, you're going to get exclusive content from articles to meditations to anything else that Clayton is going to put out. Here's the also where you're going to find the only place to find the ad-free versions of the podcast. You're also going to be able to get the podcast at earlier dates than normal, the free release version of it. So the Traveling to Consciousness podcast app, I highly suggest that you download it because it's the only way that I suggest that you listen to it. And what's even better is that the company is always making updates. So please let me know if you personally have a recommendation and we can get that in there. So remember, download the Traveling to Consciousness app so that you can get early releases, you can get the video format, you can get it ad-free, and so much more. Because if so this man kept diaries of every single mm-hmm. day. He he kept track of everything. If they truly are his. Now, I'm a skeptic. I don't believe one way or another. I tend to want to believe because that's just the kind of personality that that's I have. Fine. But I'll say also, he was a very well-respected pilot. This wasn't like some harebrained thing that like no one's ever heard of this guy. No, no, no. This guy was like a very famous explorer and pilot over uh, the North Pole and the South Pole. This wasn't like some slouch. Mm. And okay. so... He visited the North Pole and he visited the South Pole. He said that there's actually more to be discovered beyond the South Pole. And he said that the land beyond the South Pole is unlike anything that you could ever imagine. You would think that it would just be cold and frigid and frozen and just penguins and polar bears or whatever the hell is going on down there. Actually, I think they don't even have polar bears in the no, South that's, Pole. That's, that's a North, North Pole thing. Yeah. Um, they got but, penguins in the South. Right. Yeah, it's just penguins and yeah. fucking <laughs> whales and shit. Yeah. Um, but, you know. He said that you go far enough beyond the South Pole, you start to see tropical things. There's grass, there's greenery, there's trees, there's animals, there's sunshine. It's perfect weather, basically California. And um, and, and so I think if his diaries were true, his journals, if they really were legit, that, yeah, that would be the reason why you would sign an Antarctic peace treaty amongst all of the global superpowers of the time. I don't know how many more have joined since then. But then there's also the story of him getting uh, his plane getting retracted in by another craft with swastikas on it. Mm. Him being brought to a village or a city, so to speak, of a alien race of giant blonde hair, blue eyed creatures known as the Ariani. And no this shit. is when, and when we we're talking about this is inner earth. And we also believe that that's the group that Hitler was looking for with his Thule society of the occult, trying to create the master race of these giant alien creatures. Now, is that all fiction? Did Admiral Byrd lose his mind in his final days and write this up? Was it, is it fake? Is it doctored? Is it real? There's a lot of his diaries and a lot of his flight logs that don't exactly make sense. Well, because there was the Nazis did a lot in Antarctica, right? They were trying to find more secrets about it, for sure. They didn't actually, if I'm not mistaken, they launched a team there, but they had more important focuses at the moment, fighting on two fronts and all. Sure. So it's kind of just like a side thing. But we do know that they launched massive expeditions around the world to look for occult objects and relics and things that they could use in that regard. They weren't just a military force. They were a spiritual force as well. Mm. And I honestly believe that there is way more to it as far as the 6 million Jews that were killed. I believe there was a lot of sacrifice being done to fuel that particular evil machine, man. I mean, when you're talking about 
That's literally ritual sacrifice, mass sacrifice. Like Hitler himself was trying to form a master race. Mm-hmm. Okay, where did he get this idea from? Well, some people claim that uh, these beings from the north came down called the tall whites and um, maybe they're aliens. Are they Nephilim? Are they Anunnaki? Are they angels? Are they demons? I mean, it's all speculation. It's all hearsay. But what he claims is that they were the perfect master race. Um, And some people claim that maybe, maybe they're from another star system. Maybe they're Octurians. Maybe they're interdimensional beings. We, mm. There's a lot of speculation as to how all of that goes. Do they come from inner Earth? Do you I think there know. would be, if these things existed, I mean, look, I'm all on board with aliens and whatnot, but sure. if these things would have been communicating with Hitler, would there not have been some sort of documentation or videos of him even just talking to these to these beings, You know, whether they're Nephilims or from a different star system or anything of the sort? Not necessarily because the Thule Society was a secret society. There's not much documentation as to, you know, there's documentation of who the members were, but their practices and what they did, there's not much in it. And if there is some sort of documentation on it, it is so covered up and under wraps. Nobody wants to actually acknowledge these things. There's actually a movie that just came out. I want to say it's on HBO or Amazon. Um, it's, uh, it has Christian Bale in it. Uh, it just came out like a couple of months ago. Um, but they, they bring up the Thule society, but they laugh it off as if they're just a bunch of wackos. And so, but this is what they do in the movies. You see, right. that's the breadcrumb. Sure. That's the breadcrumb. And then right. as soon as you hear about it, you associate it with something being made fun of. Okay. So they're wackos, but at the same time, one of the members of that society who was also a member of the SS who was also the first person to make a rocket later on worked with another guy who was big with Aleister Crowley and sex magic to create the Apollo mission to get us to the moon. But they were a bunch of wackos. They obviously were on some shit that they didn't know what they were talking about, but they got us to space. Let that one marinate for a moment. Yep. (laughs) Warner Von Braun. Just going to throw them out. (laughs) Well, and then it really begs the question, right, of this line, and I've talked about this before on my podcast, but the line between crazy and genius, right? It, like, and I by no means want to call any of these people genius, but you know, yourself even alluded to at the beginning, like, you know, if it, if it wasn't so evil, it would be genius. So how do you almost even just like reel this stuff in? Is it just constantly doing the work that you guys are doing where you're just exposing it? Or is there a way to even kind of dial this back where it's like, okay, guys, you had your, you know, 10 minutes in the sun, but you know, now we're going to kind of return the power to the people, or is it just this forever war that we're going to fight for eternity? So I'll tell you how I look at it. I come at it from just a, a pure curiosity side, right? Like, so Mm. I wasn't raised in the church. I'm not Christian. Um, I don't find anything wrong with it. I don't make fun of any religion out there because I think that as long as you believe in something, you are far better off. It's it's the people who don't believe in anything that I, I feel at like utmost sorrow for that right. you're not able to experience anything from that side. Um, mm. But what I will say is, is that, OK, if if my beliefs are that, you know, you can't boil everything down into a religion, into a uh into something like that. Well, what did these people think and how were they able to consciously get away with what they do all the time? Mm. Is it, you know, whenever they're talking about, uh, sacrificing people or animals or anything like that, 
to gods, what gods are they sacrificing it to? And is that the God? It, or, I mean, we know that there's definitely multiple gods out there. If you believe, you know, in the Bible, it talks about how God is a jealous God, right? Well, and so if you're going to talk about how he brings up, he'll kill the other gods. We could have that talk, but that's that's for another day. But for the right. record, I am a Christian as well. Um, okay. So um, the, but go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just saying, you know, I go about it that way. I want to know the actual secrets of everything that goes on because it's almost like I'm trying to find a way to be able to live my life the right way. Yeah. And if one way is seeming a little bit fishy to me, well, maybe that's not the right way. Maybe there is maybe there's more than one way to skin a cat, as Jacob likes to say all the time. Right. It's true. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I want to know, OK. Am I supposed to be praying to a certain God? Am I supposed to be sacrificing something? I would never sacrifice a human. Obviously, I would never sacrifice an animal, anything like that. Jesus, but dude. but we make sacrifices all the time in our daily lives. Right, right. I For mean, sure. I'm making a sacrifice doing this podcast whenever I could be spending it with my family. That's sacrifice, however you want to look at it, right? It's For give sure. and takes, man. And to answer your question, excuse me. So I'm a Christian and... That is kind of where I take my uh, stance as far as how bad everything is, because when you look at the conspiracies of it, bro, like you to answer your question, when you follow the breadcrumbs and you find out that it's pretty much three entities that control everything you've ever heard, read, said, watched on TV, ever learned from a textbook, it's pretty much three entities that controlled all of it. Right. And you get super cynical and you can get super nihilistic even. Right. We call it being very, very black pilled. Right. Okay? And that's a real risk. But at the same time, I understand that there is a planet place and I am at peace with that. I understand the time frame at which the I was born in the grand mm -hmm. scope of things. And I am at peace with the fact that, yes, it's going badly right now and it's going to get much, much, much worse. Like, oh, we're so far from rock bottom. We have so far to fall. And I know we're going to fall. That's a part of the plan. But I also take solace in the fact that it's a part of the plan. And that's where me and Jacob defer a lot. Yeah. You know, Jacob sees nothing but doom and gloom ahead, and it's never really going to turn around until we basically all die. Not necessarily until the prophecies are fulfilled, bro. Right. But I also, I, I rejoice in these things. I rejoice in the end times. I'm so extremely what, what happy for it. What prophecies do are you referring to? Dude, actually, funny you mentioned that. I'm about to do a spinoff podcast, as a matter of fact, where I'm going to deep dive into biblical end time prophecies. And then I'm going to relate that to the geopolitics of the area of the world that it's pertaining to in the world today. It's not going to be an opinion piece. I'm not going to throw my own spin on the Bible. I'm not going to throw my own uh, what I think will happen, like nothing like that. I'm literally going to quote the, the prophecy itself. And when it talks about uh, for instance, the Ezekiel 38 and 39 war, when they talk about Gog and Magog, the tribes that they talk about, I want to deep dive into that area of the world today, what's going on in that area of the world today, and us, as per my religion, the Bible calls us to be watchmen on the wall for the end times. Uh. So basically, we need to be aware of what that area looks like so that if things change one way or another, we see it and we recognize it because we need to have the discernment to see it for what it is. But anyway. We, I'm going to do deep dives on all of this, man, um, okay. in the future. But that's that's an interesting thing between us for conspiracies. We look at things from a very, very different angle. I look at things from a because I'm also a military veteran, right? I was in the Marine Corps. So I come at things from a appreciate you. Uh, I 
I come at it from a veteran standpoint. I come at it from a Christian standpoint. He comes at it from a very spiritual standpoint, a very uh, open-minded, third-eye, wide-open standpoint. And we come to the same conclusion, typically from different angles. And it makes for, I think, a very good look at the whole scope, you know? Well, I think that's beautiful for everyone involved, not just to you guys, but also for your audience to see that Mm -hmm. there are more... And this kind of goes back to your saying of like, you know, there's more than one ways to skin a cat and there's more than one ways to kind of get to the truth. And it's funny you mentioned this because I did a podcast the other day and they were asking me, you know, kind of like what my mission was. And I gave like a general answer of connect spirituality and science. And I was like, well, but I feel like there's 10,000 people working on that subject. So, you know, I don't. And they're like, well, you know, you might still need to do that. Like, even though there's 10,000 other people. What if the way you're saying it, the way that you're breaking this down, the way that you're laying it out to your audience is the way that's going to unlock it for certain people and open people up to these new ideas and new improvements? Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, look, we're we're one conspiracy podcast out of a thousand right. at least. Yeah, um, it is just a growing con- nonstop like bullet train all the way, like diving into topics that even we won't touch. Yeah. Um, and so there are a few, there are a few, they're not a lot, but there's a few. Um, but yeah, man, I think that it, it, it all boils down to it's the personalities. Do you, do you connect with the personality? Do you connect with the brain waves? Do you connect with the, the frequency, the vibration of the whole thing? Because, you know, there are plenty of podcasters out there who have a very monotone voice like this and they never raise it and they just stay the very same, but they're giving out great information. And that's cool. Cause some people like that. Some people sure. like a documentary style things. Some people like open forum conversation. Right. And so we're kind of all needed here, man. I wouldn't, I wouldn't get discouraged at all. You're doing the right thing. Just like yeah. we are. The podcasting <laughs> game is so open. There is, there is plenty to go around. No, you know what I'm saying? Ain't no need to be, ain't no need to be stingy with things. And to be honest, dude, podcasts, like I've learned more in the last two plus years of so much just by doing podcasts. Even if nobody listened, this shit is hella fun, dude. It is a absolute, like, this is our hobby. You know, we do it for fun. We do it for fun. Not in, not in just a, you know, dicking off kind of way. Oh no, this is a passion project, man. But it's also, you know, we're learning a lot along the way too, you know? It's huge. It holds you accountable too, because you know that your words hold value now. It's not just, oh, I'm just going to spout this off to my buddies and friends. But like what you say is going to be imprinted on, you know, let's say the internet and anyone oh, yeah. comes across and listens to it. So there has a little bit of this almost check and balance to it of, okay, well, like whatever I say, people are going to take. So, you you know, make sure it's at least as true as you can be at this current time. Oh, bro, the internet going to let you know. Yeah, I <laughs> You'll learned get the that the internet is going to let you know how they feel about it. That's for sure. We actually get a great kick out of all the one-star reviews on our podcast. Uh, and it's we don't take it to heart. Which, all right, some of them, all right, you didn't like our podcast for X, Y, and Z reasons. Okay, get it. Dope. Thank you for your review. And we move on. But we have some, man. These hate mails get kind of funny. Well, yeah, and great. Here's my issue with it. And and I love I love everybody that decides to tune in even if it's only for 15 seconds and they figure out that my voice is annoying or Jacob is fair something, right? But like um I don't get how there are people who talk shit about multiple episodes and call us like idiot, like psychopath, tinfoil hat wearing like 
boys living in their mom's basement. I'm like, and they keep refreshing that comment. They'll change <laughs> it and alter it yeah. to where it stays at the top. And like, they listen to our most recent episode to talk more shit about it. It's like, you are a weird hated fan, aren't you? Well, you listen to everything we do. How many times? Us. And how many times do we need to say it? Haters going to hate. Taters going to potate, bro. Yes, sir. That's just the way of the world. I can't stop it. Well, I think it, I think it's probably in some ways similar to the same energy of conspiracy theories where they're fun to investigate. They're fun to see like what happens. And sadly enough, I think it's fun for some people as well to go down that hole of like, you know, making fun of or pushing back or, you know, poking the people that are presumably providing the entertainment, let's say, quote unquote, on top, because, you know, who do you, you know, on top's a weird weird position but like i've even noticed that with my instagram where i post something kind of crazy kind of off the walls and people like dislike it and the first thing i do is go and click on their profile and it even just says that they're still following me i'm like okay so what's going on here like you're, you're just doing yourself harm as opposed to me in this whole process it, trolls are gonna troll you know and that's what some people just get their kicks doing that and that's my point man haters are gonna hate and taters are gonna potate you ain't gonna do nothing about it let them let them live their life and that's the thing all they're doing is helping us they're they're breaking the algorithm one way or another so it's like thanks yeah bro. for sure <laughs> right <laughs> right so it's a quick topic shift so we can get back to you guys because yeah I'm man fascinated and you know just the whole dynamic you guys have going so <laughs> I guess we'll start off with Jonathan. So what was the first conspiracy theory that you found or that you were enthralled with that like really slingshotted you down into this rabbit hole? Oh man. Um, I don't know how I feel about even saying this, Uh-oh. but I'm going to go balls deep. Uh Oh, it's flat earth. Okay. Flat earth. I am a full on flat earther. I'm a believer that we are living on a flat plane. I am also a believer that there is a firmament above us and that the galaxy is not what we've been told. The, uh, the, the, uh, the universe, outer space, I'm sorry I'm calling bullshit on it all day. Look who it's run by. Um, flat Earth, it doesn't take a rocket scientist, as they like to call themselves, to look around and see this bitch is flat. Um, yes, there are peaks, there are valleys, there is a Grand Canyon, and there are you know rocky mountaintops. I get that. I'm not saying it's flat as uh, as a board, but what I will say is we are not on a ball. We are not spinning thousands of miles an hour. We are not rotating through the universe at hundreds of thousand miles an hour. And the sun is not 66 or 96 or no, 93 million miles away. That's horseshit. This episode of Traveling to Consciousness is brought to you by Mushy Love. Mushy Love is a latte type blendable mushroom caffeine free elixir that honestly tastes like a liquid cinnamon roll and i know that you're going to find that on their website but it's honestly true it's stacked with more than twice the amount of mushrooms as any other mushroom latte and i know that there's one in particular that we all think about which kind of starts with the word mud but this one blows that one out of the water i highly highly recommend if you even try that one to just give this one a shot and i promise you that you will not you will not be sorry because i just uh 
it's so good. It's honestly so good. And I want to get to a place where I can actually just, they send me these all the time for free. So please go and buy it because if you buy more, then they'll start sending me more. And it's just honestly a win-win because it tastes amazing, like even in water. So even if you're cutting, even if you don't want to like put milk in or coffee with it, you can just do it plain in water and it's so freaking good. Guys, go click the sponsors link below. Scroll down to Mushy Love. Buy your pack today. Remember promo code Clayton. Promo code, I can't even talk right now. Promo code Clayton at checkout for 10% off your purchase. Mushy Love. Mushrooms shouldn't have to taste like mud give yourself some mushy love um i'm i'm somebody who i've been on the fence for a very long time about it but you start to see certain things as far as flat earth and i'm i'm by no means um you know an expert in this category so you're probably going to ask me questions that i won't be able to explain i don't i don't claim to be that guy but just from my own point of view and soul searching within myself yeah, I think we're living on a flat plane, man. And that's really what opened my eyes up because, you know, you go your whole life thinking that the world is round, you know, in in kindergarten, in middle school, all the way through high school, you see a, a spinning globe. Oh, look, look all the way over on the other side of the earth. That's that's where China is, you know, when, you know, it might be all the way over on the side of the on the other side of the earth, but it's not on the other side of the ball. Um, and there's just a lot of things that they can't be explained away. You know, you look at the moon landings back in the sixties, that's a dead giveaway that it's all, it's just, we brought this up in a podcast the other day or yesterday, actually mm -hmm. red hot chili peppers. Space may be the final frontier, but it's made in a Hollywood basement. Everything is made in a Hollywood basement. Correct. This shit is absolute nonsense. And I think the reason why they do it, it's among hundreds of reasons. But a big reason why they do it is if you don't know where you're at, then you can't question what you're supposed to do. You can't question where you can go. You can't question um, what your purpose is. You don't know. I mean, if you're locked into a room your whole life, you don't know that your purpose is to like free humanity from all of its enslavement. All you know is just the four walls of that room. So this one thing led you to all other conspiracies. Absolutely. It's what busted open my third eye all the way open. Um, you know, you look at um, you know, some people you're not you're not supposed to be able to see you know, beyond so many miles, right? Like you're not supposed to be able to take a telescope and see because there's supposed to be curvature. Um, uh, there's a, there's a math ratio that goes into that. Again, I'm not an expert. I don't claim to be, but I know damn well, you're not supposed to be able to see 10 straight miles because well, there's supposed to be curvature. What about, what about, have you ever taken a plane before? Have you been able? Uh, yeah. I mean, I know I've been up in the plane and see the curvature. How do you how do you rectify that? You can't see the curvature because the, those are those are curved panel windows, and also um, even the the experts, the the scientific experts, will say that, um, and that's including Neil deGrasse Tyson, who said that the guy who did the Red Bull jump from it was more than ten thousand feet. It was when was that? Like a decade ago. Um, Something like he that. was so high up. And he, whenever he came back down, he he was like, oh, look at this video. Of course, it was on a GoPro. It was a fisheye lens. Everything is curved. Neil deGrasse Tyson says that he wouldn't be able to see the curvature from where he was at. And that's higher up than than a lot of commercial planes. Really? So for the record, yeah. I am not a flat earther at okay. all. 
Makes two of um, us. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Uh, now, I will say that the Flat Earth community has a couple of very strong talking points. A couple of their uh, questions and their anomalies and some of their things do check out. I will say that. However, personally, I am still a, uh, what do you call me, a heliocentrist? You're a fucking glober, dude. A glober, a heliocentrist, <laughs> as they call it. I will say that I have asked every single conceivable question to the Flat Earth community, and what I have discovered is that if somebody has decided that the Earth is flat, you are not going to get them off of that platform. There's no way. Well, well so because then, you think the, about it, you start out with the mindset of being a glober. Everybody does. Nobody wakes up, comes out of the womb, right, and says the Earth is flat. You are taught over time. You are... You are educated uh, in, in, in every possible I way. I the image it. on your iPhone is of the Earth. I mean, every, look, you see it everywhere. All the space cartoons. And I get it, bro, because you're right. NASA literally means to deceive. We look at where the funding for NASA comes from. We know that every image from space ever that we've ever seen has been doctored in some way, shape, or form. NASA has confirmed that. Yeah. We know that. Fine. So that's my point. I understand why flat earthers take the stance that they have. I respectfully disagree. That's pretty much where I'm at with it. I get it. Well, I mean, aren't there even tests that you can do using like, uh, like twigs, not twigs, but like a pole. And you can see that the way that the sun and curves. The problem. And... The, yes, they did a test. As a matter of fact, ancient Greece, it was Herodotus. If I'm not, no, no, no. Um, shit. EU. Not FNF. Ulysses. Uh, no. Anyway, long story short, there was a Greek uh, guy who did a test with obelisks and he took a measurement of the shadow at high noon at this That's point, it. went a few miles away, did the same thing. He was able to take that and correctly uh, calculate the circumference of the earth within 60 miles of what we know it to be today. So that's incredibly you know, accurate for a guy making marks in the sand. Here's the problem. And I actually asked a, a very famous flat earther this question. The problem is that that experiment also works on their flat earth model. So if it works on both models, we can't use that against or for, you know what I'm saying? So then, okay, well then if we can put that to the side, then like, what's the explanation for the sun, the moon, the stars, the, or even yes. the rockets that, you know, SpaceX so, are shooting up and NASA. There's a lot of different trains of thought on so many topics on flat earth. There's okay. a group that believes there's a hard shell firmament. There's a group that believes that there is an ethereal shell like thing that we, it's not a real thing. There's a group that believes that space is real, a group that believes that it's not. There's a group that believes the sun and moon are outside of our atmosphere. There's a group that believes they're inside our atmosphere. There's so yeah. many different trains you can go down. Yeah. And it's, it's not really all in a box, but what I can, I, my personal beliefs are is that yes, we, the sun, the moon, and all the stars are in the firmament. Are there several layers to the firmament? Probably. We've seen pictures uh, the, dating back me, to the seven. Walk me through I'm this. Sorry? What's, the, what's the firmament? The, he, he's basically saying the sun and moon are inside of our atmosphere with us. Yeah. And so the firmament would be, you know, uh, just like stated in the Bible. I'm not a Bible thumper, but I take it for what it is. And you can, you know, kind of compare it to other uh, works of knowledge. But whenever... It's it's stated in the Bible that there is a firmament and that the the sun, the moon and the stars are literally just lights in the sky. So um, maybe is that somebody's misunderstanding of what we're talking about? Maybe. 
But I believe that if 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 these people in the Bible were actually channeling information from God, that that information wouldn't phase out and it wouldn't be something that wouldn't be able to be understood two or three hundred years later because of their lack of understanding. Um, but, yeah, as far as the firmament goes, I think that there's there's a there's a level above us that we cannot go beyond. Um, you know, it's it protects us from the waters above, you know, as above. So below it's the waters above. And it's almost a canopy that is just completely over uh, the entire planet or plane. Um, and so, yeah, I think that that's really what's going on as far as rockets getting shot into space. Oh, man. Hold on. Let me take a breath. Rockets getting shot into space. You got to think about who is funding these or- organizations. NASA. Let's just cut them off because we know sure. they're full of shit. They were started by Nazis, one of Von Braun. Even on one of Von Braun's tombstone, there was Psalms 1911 um, stating that, uh, talking about the uh, God showeth his handiwork through the the firmament that that which is above us. The firmament within the Bible talking about a hard shell that is above us. It protects us and past that would be, you know, the quote unquote heavens, right? Well, let's talk about uh, SpaceX then. Because okay. they All have right. some pretty dope, you know, I've seen, I've seen a lot of their launches and it does appear that they shoot them off. Things go into orbit. They come back down. Some of them stay up there. What's, what's like the logically, explanation there? Lo- think logically with this one, just for a second. Okay. Um, they shot a fucking Tesla car into outer space. Is that possible? Why not? We haven't been to the moon since 72, but we shoot up a car that is in a indefinite vacuum that is constant pressure. There's no windows being busted out. The tires, the air and the air and the tires are still completely fully intact, but we're sending it out into the void of space. Is yes. there a video of that? Is there a video yeah. of it like yeah. currently? Oh, it like is currently, absolute. It is currently absolute. see the car? Um, probably not because it never happened, but, um, (laughs) as far, but what's crazy is, is that whenever you hear, you know, Elon Musk and he's talking about, oh, well, you can tell it's real because it looks so fake. That's a quote that he says. These are, these are more of, and that's, that's the problem that I have with it as far as trying to debunk the flat earthers is because when they do have a talking point, like the fact that Warner Von Braun did have on his tombstone a Bible verse talking about the firmament. The guy who was a master of rocketry and sending things to space talked about the firmament. Indeed. And that's the problem whenever they quote the Bible. And as a Christian, I have to point out, you have to look at translation. Because if you look at firmament, you look at the Hebrew word for that would have also been rachia. And rachia, another word for that would also be expanse. So hear all of those scriptures with the word expanse being brought in instead. Like, for instance, Genesis 1, 6 through 8. God said, let there be an expanse instead of firmament. Just throwing that out. Let's hear it in a different word just to hear the difference of how it sounds, right? Okay. Then God said, let there be an expanse in the midst of the waters and let it separate the waters from the, from, let it set the waters from the waters, excuse me, the waters from the expanse from the waters below. God made the expanse and separated the waters that were below the expanse from the waters that were above the expanse. And it was so God called the expanse heaven and there was evening and there was morning a second day. Where are the waters above that it's separating? Where is that? Well, in your so opinion? again, and this is the talking point that I've had with the flat earth community. I believe that space isn't necessarily a vacuum. I believe that it is a fluid. And what I mean by that is it can be. 
All right. So I, in my day job, I work in a refinery. Okay. And, and process fluids are things that you can pump from point A to point B. So a gas technically is a fluid. You can pump For it sure. through a pipe from point A to point B through compression or a pump or either way. You see what I'm saying? I believe that space being the void, quote unquote, is a fluid type substance that doesn't exactly fit into our periodic table and it doesn't exactly fit into our system of solids, liquids, and gases. It's some other thing that it's there. But yes, I believe that once you stack enough air molecules on top of each other, you get to a point to where you can't stack anymore. And I believe that that is when the quote unquote fluid of quote unquote vacuum of space begins so are satellites in a liquid is what you're saying oh i don't want to say liquid i'm saying a fluid there's a difference well and and so i have an engineering background as well and exactly what you're saying right like when you're taught aerodynamics it works the same exact way as like fluid so like the way the plane flies same as like if you were i mean a submarine a plane obviously don't look the same though i guess they have but as far as aerodynamics and drag and then in that same regard uh, terminal velocity and in that same regard buoyancy if you want to take it to that plane these all connect for sure See what i'm saying yeah and i mean and so i guess there's a couple things going on here right is number one the interpretation of the bible which in my opinion is a very complex book so yes you know these could be interpreted different ways but even by what we're discussing here you could take that same thing and say that it is the difference between liquid water and or what was it? Fluid, liquid fluid, and then gas fluid could be that difference that they're talking about. I'm not going to make the case for it because I really don't know for sure, but that could easily be an assumption or an explanation for it as well. Perfect example, right? Maybe he's talking about instead of a firmament being a shell, the expanse meaning the horizon that broke apart the air from the water, which are both fluids, and there was morning and there was evening. Maybe that's the whole point. But people get so lost in that one word that you have to look at the true translation and you have to really dive into the intent. But that could sum up so many controversies about that entire book all wrapped up into one nice little bow, couldn't it? But the problem is, is that there's there's some we're not just talking about NASA. We're not just talking about, you know, SpaceX. There are so many different space organizations and and companies that claim to go to space. Okay, Um, what was it? The the phone guy, Virgin Uh, Virgin, Virgin Mobile. Yeah. Yeah, Virgin. You can like they have it on the stock market. You can yep. they, they're claiming yeah. that you can. SPC, you know, yeah. They're, they're, they're yeah, they're absolutely. I love the stock market. <laughs> I just got back into it. Um, but they're claiming they can just take regular everyday passengers up to space. Now I know their claim is that they are get, going into low Earth, uh, low Earth orbit, and that you'll be able to see amazing things. You saw old Captain Kirk himself go up there and say, "Oh my God, my life was changed. I can't believe how beautiful this was." He's an actor, dude. You know what I'm saying? These people are all actors. It's all. Well, that's that's you know, fair. I mean, and, and there's certainly something to that is. And hey, look, you guys are exactly in the space to question stuff. And don't get me wrong. I'm all about questioning shit. But sure. I guess I feel like I've seen so much that it's like, you know, and I've gone down the flat earth rabbit hole where I'm just like, there's too many. It seems to me that there's too many extra little pieces that get put on top of it that yeah. I'm like, it's, it almost becomes an oxen's razor where it's like, it's easier to kind of just say that the earth is round. Now, I don't know, maybe a way we could kind of get to this is asking you, John, it, like, what, is there a piece of evidence that you would be presented with where you're like, okay, if, if someone showed me this, then it would confirm that it is it's round or it would absolutely confirm it's flat. 
I think the only way that that can be confirmed personally to me. We have a plan for this, by the way. I need to go up and see it myself. Which is what we're going to do. We're going to do our own version of the Red Bull Jump. We're going to get weather balloons. Give it us give us a couple years to grow. We're going to do a whole live stream of it. Oh, I love it. We're going to show everybody if this bitch is round or flat. It's going to happen. I mean, well, look, if it was true, then how can we poke so many holes into it? If it was true, how can we see much farther than we're supposed to be able to see? You know, you can see New York City skyline from like well, people could have been wrong. fucking miles away, man. I mean, they could have been wrong about that. I, There's I, mean, video. I don't know who's saying that. I mean, but also, I guess the other thing is, is like our minds are so complex and able to poke holes in things that I think you could probably find that with majority of things that you're looking for answers, especially something that is outside of the realm of our like mm. physical perception. You know what I mean? Well, see now to answer your question on my end, as far as what conspiracy got me really down this rabbit hole, right? was 9-11. Mm. going to be completely honest with you. Now it was a bit of conspiracy head beforehand with some JFK assassinations and some, some, uh, some real quick before we, before we get over there, John, are you cool with us making this pivot real quick? <laughs> I don't I know if you have to say one more thing. Yeah. I was going to say, be- it was going to circle back because okay. the conspiracy that got him into it, there's a lot of holes and a lot of controversy. Mine, there's a lot of controversy, but there's also like, if someone can prove this to me, I'll take everything back. Mm. So I was going to circle it back that way, but go ahead. Right. Okay. So where I wanted to end up at with that is, look, I don't claim to know everything. I'm just one man yeah. and I only have, you know, uh, a trio set of eyes for that third eye. You know, right. you got to include that bad Always. boy. But, um, but as far as the beautiful thing is, is that we're not just physical beings. We're also spiritual beings. And your spiritual beliefs tend to carry over into your physical life. Um, and and I'll, I'll make an example. I walk outside and I believe the earth is flat. My beliefs are causing me to look outside and it is flat, right? Meanwhile, people who are believers of the globe, you think that you're on a spinning ball spinning endlessly throughout a universe that will is is ever expanding and ever, you know, there's just a never ending. And I I get that. But we can all live in the same world together and it doesn't matter. There's no way of getting any truth out of this, because in order to get the truth, you have to trust untrustworthy organizations and untrustworthy scientists. And, um, so I would just like to say that maybe it's, maybe we're part of a matrix dude, because whenever I walk outside, I know that the earth is flat. Jacob walks outside. He knows that the earth is round. And both of us still have to clock in on Monday morning. Both still got to clock in. You know what I'm saying? Like life goes on as, as it would and as it should. Um, but I just, I don't know. I kind of just wanted to throw that out there that, you know, I think that reality is what you think it is. No, that's completely fair. And I mean, to put my input on that, like, I I mean, I'm all for people believing whatever they want to believe. I think the only issue is if you get put in a position of power and then you're creating or creating harm towards people or implementing things based off of a false perception of reality. I think those would be like the two that would probably be like the one caveat with like, yeah, believe whatever you want, but if you're hurting people or you're going to start implementing laws and dictating the way that the structure of the society should be run, I think that's where it gets a little tread water lightly with beliefs. Right, right. And, but, and, and I just want to say this one last thing. Oh, very good. 
what if it we're was not in a rush <laughs> we're not right in a rush. what what if it was flat like what if you just even in a dream you came to the conclusion holy fuck the earth is actually flat i've been trying to stick up for it all these time i've been trying to poke holes into it what if it was right if it was you're looking at everybody that has taken any kind of stake uh, of of power all throughout really the really the last couple hundred years that they've been uh, last hundred and so odd years that they've been claiming that the earth is actually a globe that's actually been taught in schools because really all the way up until 1958 if you go look into the Britannica um, the Encyclopedia Britannica and the Encyclopedia Americana they claimed that the earth was flat and we did live under a firmament so how much history is really a lie how far back does it go right. because if it was common knowledge that the earth was flat then how come we were we're 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 quoting these people putting sticks in the ground or you know fucking like all of these uh famous philosophers that come to the conclusion that the earth is this round ball how come they were still teaching it all the way up until 1958 or if they weren't teaching it how come it was in a fucking encyclopedia which by the way was the internet before the internet you know, I mean, so, so I know, and the way I'm hearing it in your voice is like, you know, kind of trying to uproot and challenge authority, which I think is always valid. We should always be challenging authority. We should always be challenging what we're being told. But then it, it seems as if, I don't know, it just seems to me like there's one little element that's also trying to get like attached to this. It almost, I, for lack of a better word, it feels like there's almost a dogma with like that this has been so created you know, in, in a mindset, right. That, that no matter what happens, your mind would stick to it. Right. Like for an example, let me, let me hypothesize, 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 there you go. hypothesize. Sometimes words get weird yeah. with me. Words <laughs> are hard, man. So, <laughs> you would think they were so fluid, <laughs> right? Uh, but hypothetically speaking, let's say you guys put on this thing, you guys go up into space, you're like, oh shit, the earth is round. Like I was wrong all these years, you know, hand up. Does that not then open the door for other people to be like, oh, okay, they've turned into the occult. They're now like signed up with the, um, you know, the powers that be, they flip sides and now I can no longer trust them. Like, is that, is that a possibility? No, no, not at all. Because if let's say I do go up in space and I see that the earth is round, just as you're saying, it doesn't deter me from looking at all of the other symbolism. It doesn't deter me from uh, looking at all of the actual factual evidence that has come out as far as any conspiracies go. Right. I don't claim that I'm right on every conspiracy That's the thing. Just because this got debunked doesn't mean that all <laughs> the other shit you found out along the way isn't now invalid. That's just one more thing that like, OK, I guess I was wrong. I'm, I'm just a man. Um, but you know, I, there's too many conspiracies out there for me to say, oh, the, you know, the, the lizards really fooled me on that one. Right, you know, right. like I just, I think that, you know, there's, there's so much more to it. I think that if you debunk one conspiracy, you're not gonna, that doesn't automatically make you right about all conspiracies. It doesn't make you wrong about all conspiracies. It's just a thing. It's for just sure. something that, that you experience. Right. For sure. So then, Jacob, let's pivot back to the infamous oh, yeah. 9-11. What, <laughs> yeah, I, I wasn't think... trying to cut you off, by the way. I oh, was, you're good. I was going to circle back to your point to try to help you in your case, mm. for, for the record. But uh, yeah, so once upon a time, I was a big JFK nerd. Uh, I actually, in middle school, uh, 
did a report on him and I had to do like a living history museum type thing. I got in trouble for trying to have homemade goo as brain matter. Apparently that was important. Oh shit. <laughs> I thought it was fucking hilarious. Whatever. Anyway. So, uh, but when nine 11 happened, I was very young and in high school, I met a guy who was actually from New York and he introduced me to the idea that nine 11 was full of shit. And he kind of introduced me to that. Now, when you say that, when you say full <clears> of <throat> shit, can you elaborate a little bit more? That, okay, while two planes, <clears throat> excuse me. This episode of Traveling to Consciousness is brought to you by Conscious Technologies, LLC. Talk about an aligned company name. This company creating technology that will revolutionize the way that humanity is able to resonate or vibrate with the electromagnetic frequency of your phone, of your Wi-Fi router, of the light bulbs in your house, of really anything. What they do is they have created these amazing minerals, amazing units that you can either place on the back of your phone, you can wear it as a necklace, or they even have like little in-house generators, if you will, that can unify the entire field of an entire house. I've experienced these things in person and I unequivocally can tell you that it does something and it helps you feel more present, more calm, and more connected to the spiritual dimension, if you will. And I highly recommend that you also check out episode number 034, where I actually talked to one of the co-founders and it blew my mind away. One of my favorite episodes where we actually get into how he creates it, why it's created. And, you know, if this wasn't enough of a sell for you, go check out that episode because I know that it will sell you after that. Conscious Technologies, LLC, harmonizing the planet one person at a time. Two planes hit the Twin Towers, which certain people disagree with that also. They believe there wasn't even two planes. And that's oh wow uh, within a reasonable doubt here. Okay. Some people claim that it was direct energy weapons. Which, okay. And what, I'm not having that then, like a hologram or something? Let's just move past it then. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that's the whole thing that you really have to go down that rabbit hole with. And we could spend another four hours down that one. Project Bluebeam style. Yeah. It's a whole thing, right? So I take it as two planes did hit the Twin Towers. Yes. Do I believe that Building 7 fell because of some random thing that happened? No. And that was my big thing. I will accept so many levels to this story. But there's a few things that I cannot accept. Okay. One of them being the Pentagon situation. You're telling me that the morning of 9 11, when we had just gotten attacked twice, a fifth of the cameras and security systems on our nation's head of Department of Defense went out. And we have no video evidence of the most highly securityed area of the, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know that happened. So the Pentagon got hit, but we have no video evidence of anything hitting the Pentagon. We have one security cam footage and it's two still shots where you see the nose of a blurry figure and then a kaboom of the building. Okay. And just so happened to be where the treasury department was at too. There was no record of any type of real wreckage found at this, except for a, a plane turbine that could fit into the bed of a truck. And I'm sorry, a 747 or whatever plane that was doesn't fly with that type of turbine. Rolls Royce even came out, the one who makes the engine block for that turbine, and said, that is not our engine block. So the Pentagon was not hit by a plane. But okay, fine. I could even take all of that. If someone could explain to me how Building 7 fell in New York City when nothing touched it, 
I will take everything back. I will take every harebrained conspiracy wild thing back. If anyone can explain to me a legitimate reason how that building fell, that wasn't a conspiracy. The story is currently that burning debris fell from the twin towers, setting the roof on fire, causing a chain reaction that controlled demolition style made the building implode on itself. So wild. And you had old boys saying, I mean, they, they claimed that it fell. Before it even fell, like right. if you're watching, I believe it was on the BBC over in um over in England, over in England, they said they claimed that it had already fallen, and you can literally hear somebody in the background saying, "All right, pull it," and as soon as that happens, the motherfucker goes right down. Well, no hear me way. out. Also, look at the camera angles of it. There is actual clear setup camera footage of Building Seven falling. You don't have that with Tower One. Tower one hitting, you have two videos that were an accident that they were caught. Mm -hmm. Building two you have because the cameras are all on the burning tower already and you saw it coming a mile away. Building seven, there was no reason for them to have a camera on that building at that time and somehow it just imploded on itself and it was very set up. So once again, that was the big one for me. That led me down a trail of breadcrumbs to lead me to be the conspiracy head that I am today. This is crazy, man. I never heard about this this pull it situation. Dude. Oh yeah, man. Um, as George and, Bush even said, pull it. He even said that on. There's a microphone situation. There's a recording of this. George Bush said it. No, yeah. it wasn't George Bush. It was. Uh, they they uh, came to me and they uh, asked me what I thought. I told them I, I made the decision to pull it. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. You're talking about something uh, else, but no. Yeah. No, I'm saying on relation. live TV. Oh yeah. On live TV, there's right. somebody saying, who can hear them saying, pull it. You're saying on live TV, there was a guy that said, pull it. And then it came down. And then in a separate situation, George Bush basically alluded to the fact that he was the one who gave the command to say, to pull yes. it. Yes. I oh, see and how saying. about where George Bush was whenever this shit was going down? Where was he? He was it? in a classroom with little kids in Florida. Um, somebody came to him, told him about the thing, told him exactly what happened. You know, our towers had just been hit. He kept on like teaching these little kids or reading this li this little book, and it just so happened to be about jet planes, about things falling. No, there's so much was. symbolism, bro. It, there's so much symbolism in this shit. That's my big thing, man. When you look at any situation and there's too many red flags to ignore, you have to know, okay, there's fuckery afoot. Oh, and there's further scrutiny. And the guy that um that actually purchased the twin towers. He got uh, terrorism insurance literally yeah. two months before this shit went down. Dude. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Not terrorism. to mention the U.S. government put put options oh on the flight God. company that hit the towers before they hit. And then they found the passport for the guy. Do you remember this? The day of. The day of. They knew exactly who piloted the plane because they found the guy's passport on the sidewalk in the building rubble. Boom. Found the guy. It's an Al-Qaeda member. There you go. Bin Laden himself even said, we had nothing to do with that, but I praise the ones who did. Underneath thousands of tons of rubble. It was on the sidewalk, just out and about, because it blew out of his pocket. But it would have exploded in the plane, right? I mean, oh, that, well, <laughs> that would have been just... Well, yeah. yeah um, you know, metal beams can melt all the way down into a liquid, but a paper passport remained just totally fine. Dude, and that whole argument itself, too. They didn't melt the steel beams, right? They weakened them with heat. Okay, I get that. 
Except that the be the beams at the bottom that were holding up that much weight, that were designed to hold that much weight, regardless of the fucking temperature that it was, mm. were designed to hold up the fucking weight. They were designed, however, I mean, there has been rumors out there that there was um, explosives planted in there, like, at the time of building the Twin Towers. And every report I've heard really? from people that were around that area said they heard, do, 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 do. They heard a controlled demolition-style bombing. They smelled cordite in the air on the ground. That's a report that I've heard across the board. But would the average person know what cordite smells like? I would have no idea. If you've ever fired a gun, you know what cordite smells oh, like. Oh, okay. Okay. I guess I do know what cordite smells like. <laughs> it's the same uh, type of residue when a bomb goes off, unless it's some sort of chemical bomb using some sort of weird thing. But most plastic explosives, even when it goes off, it's the it's the smell of the carbon that's in the air whenever something goes kaboom. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. It's a very definitive smell. Not many things on Earth smell like it. You know what I mean? Well, and before all this happened, there was, um, you know, speaking on behalf of the Treasury Department, Donald Rumsfeld was head of that division. Um, he had said like a few days before all this shit went down, literally just a few days. It wouldn't, I don't even think it was a week. Talking about them trillions? He said that there had been trillions of dollars missing from the Department of Treasury and we don't know where it's at. It was, yeah, actually, I'm not mistaken, the day before yeah. that. It was it was so close to it. it. They were about to launch an investigation from Building 7 of the World Trade Center. Now, we're talking about trillions with a fucking T, dude. That's an ass load of money. I would say smart. that that's a good enough reason to, you know, go to war. And then, know? I mean, uh, all they did was, <laughs> they're all bankers wars. And that's the okay. point. They wrapped us up in a war that made trillions of dollars for the Cheneys, right? Talking about well, Halliburton and all the the uh, contracts they had for everything for years until Bush broke it up. Well, I think that's something that I think is probably unequivocal at this point. I mean, we even still see that happening today with Russia, Ukraine, where absolutely. Oh, oh, Russia or Ukraine needs tanks. Well, let's make sure we fund, you know, our who is it? Isn't the secretary the secretary of state used to be the ex Raycon or Raytheon president or something like that yes. and now? And now we're paying Raytheon like basically billions to ship them or well, the government's giving money to Ukraine to buy Raytheon tanks, essentially. Again, basically, yeah, which we're getting the tax revenue from because they're American based company. So you look at it this way, man. It's like a think about it like a sports team, right? Nike is sponsoring this team. Adidas is sponsoring this team. This war is basically who's got what gear funded by what uh, what nation. Who's, who's rocking the Polish gear? Who's rocking the uh, the French gear? Who's rocking the American gear? Well, and kind of really what we've been going through the last these last few years. I don't know how you know censored you want to get on that topic. Oh, um, I don't know that we've pushed the bill. I I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Intuitively, I want to say do it, go for it, but I don't. Fuck yeah, good. Let's yeah, talk about yeah. fucking adrenochrome. I'm joking. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> We're just but, getting warmed up. <laughs> all right, so. Just how, you know, how you were talking about how uh, old boy was with Raytheon, that he was working for the government, whatever. You see that same kind of shit go on um, in the 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 health community, right? Oh, yeah. Like, so you got some people that are mm -hmm. working on the Pfizer board who then they just so happen to go over and now they're working for the FDA or they're working for um, uh, what is it that's funded by Bill Gates? Uh, the well, World, World Health Organization. The World Health Organization. Oh, that's funny. I mean, Bill these Gates. people. Yes, yes. I know that. Uh, World, 
Yeah, yeah. He's part owner. Let me look that um, up. Yes. And so all these people that are pushing these things, um, you know, you got to follow the money. And if you're not following the money, then you're not doing proper research. Um, I know a lot of people want to say, well, you know, you got to trust the government. You got to trust the science. Tri- science was never meant to be was trust. never meant to be trusted. It was meant to be tested. Yeah. And if you have a theory as far as um, any scientific fact, then you should be able to question it. And that person who is, um, you know, kind of sticking up for that scientific fact, they should be able to poke holes into it all day because it's a fact. It's not something that can be poked holes into. And that's that's so we get down to what the actual facts are and, and everybody getting censored as far as misinformation goes. I'm sorry if it's misinformation, like you don't have to listen to it real quick. You know, like I don't believe in censorship real quick, just so people that are listening. Um, this article is talking about the World Health Organization, up and coming assembly in Geneva. Uh, one of the issues in the spotlight w- will be the way the global health body is funded and the role of the private sector, especially the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which is now its second biggest donor. Yes. They donate about 20, 10% of their budget, which is probably a shit ton of money. You know, then it talks about too much influence, which is crazy because didn't Bill Gates also say that he would never have his kid uh, get jabbed? Wasn't that a thing? Right. Mm. His kids would never yeah. be jabbed. Let me, let me well, and this all goes back to also whenever he was doing a TED talk, he said, well, you know, we're, we're going to do a real good job at this overpopulation problem um, by uh, through the through health by we're, we're going to reduce the world's population by 10 to 20 percent or something along 10 to 15 percent. We're going to reduce it. Through vaccination. Through vaccination. Reduce the world's population 10%. And, and everyone was clapped. Applause. There was upheaval. Everybody was like, oh my God, I know we have this, this, this overpopulation issue. It needs to be figured out. And this guy has figured it out and he's going to do it through vaccines. And people can't put fucking one and one together. Well, so this comes back to what I was kind of even saying earlier, right? Like, it's totally cool if you want to believe whatever you want to believe. But now when you get put in a position of power or authority it becomes an issue what you believe and whether it's aligned with reality. And especially whenever it comes back to this whole conversation of us being overpopulated, I, I don't buy it. I don't see oh, any no, we're not. evidence or things that the planet is overpopulated by any stretch of the imagination. And it completely comes back to what you're saying. And, and this is where I think it gets really interesting when it comes to like conspiracy theories or, you know, the gates and all this stuff is, you know, are they consciously, or maybe it's even subconscious that they have this subconscious rudimentary belief that we need to get rid of, right? They're essentially talking about mass genocide, mass extermination. They want to call the population. Correct. Right. So like at what level are you like, okay, this is actually a good thing for my health versus, oh no, they're actually trying to remove the sickest and weakest people in our population and literally kill off the, you know, the whoever they seem or deem unnecessary or fit for society. If you don't think that a government would do that, I invite you to look at Germany circa 1939 to 1945 and tell me that a government wouldn't do something like that. Well, bro, it's even okay. Here's what's interesting to me. And I don't know if you guys have ever looked at this from a conspiracy lens, but Germany gets so much pushback for, you know, mass extinction. And, you know, it's seen as kind of the far right aspect, which of course is completely wrong and we should never go back there but it's also interesting how if you go way too far to the left mass like millions of people have died like germany's responsible i think for like 13 million deaths meanwhile if you go to the far left side of it you know you're looking at people like stalin or mao zedong 
they've yes. executed well over 50 to 100 million people in the a name piece. of yeah in the name of you know far left yeah far left smashing flattening the the higher socialism dude it's crazy so have you ever looked at like why is it that we're so fixated on anti-fascist versus not being anti-socialist and marxist ideology well, well if you look at it you, think about what you just said as far as the anti-fascism right like think about the term antifa which literally stands for anti-fascist they kind of hijacked okay? it didn't they it is so redundant in its wow. actual name i mean these are the same people that went up to portland and created a whole fucking city called Chaz. yeah look how that turned out and there was I like there this. was no way. Yeah, there was like kings oh, and fucking like they 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 took over a city and made it their own. They called it Chaz. Actually, it's called something first and then yeah. it became Chaz. Um, but yeah, the anti-fascists are always fascists. That's just the way that it is. I think no matter what, you're gonna have haves and have nots, right? Mm. And you're gonna have people that are trying to divide the masses. No matter what we do, they're always gonna try to keep us angry at each other so that we don't turn our collective fists towards them. So the haves will keep the have-nots fighting amongst themselves while they pit us against each other while they sip cocktails and laugh. And I think that's just the way the world's going to unfold pretty much. Because you go back to the very beginning of time, that's how it's always shook out, whether it was kings, whether it was industry leaders, whatever. Same thing, different titles. Have you ever looked at it from the approach either of, like, how would you go about creating a conspiracy, right? Like even look at nine 11, for instance, with all of these things that are set up, is there a way that you like, cause it's kind of like the reverse engineering of my mind of like, have you ever kind of examined like everything that would need to be in place for such mass things to occur, especially something as big as nine 11. And I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to conspiracy theories. Sure. Absolutely. And that's exactly how the elites look at it. I, I call them the elites. You want to call them the globalists. You want to call them the satanic death, death cult, whatever you want to call them. I mean, the, the people at the top that are actually pulling the strings, they have a tried and true practice and it has worked for probably ever. And it's called the Hegelian dialect. And that is where you have, so they have this solution. They have, they're trying to implement this thing. They want it to be a social norm. Um, but how do we get there? Mm. Well, you need a problem. You need a problem. And once that problem happens, call it 9-11, call it COVID, call it uh, any kind of world takeover, you're going to get a reaction from the people. And the people's reaction is always going to be, please, oh, please, somebody help us. There has yeah. to be a solution to this. Meanwhile, in their fucking back pocket, they had it the whole time. They had the solution. That's how they implement it. They so they the are the reverse engineers. Yep. Wow. Wow. And also, if you believe that the government wouldn't do something as elaborate as 9-11 and would never hurt their own people like that, I invite you to look at the uh, the conspiracy that JFK himself had to actually smack down where they were going to have Hispanic American service members dress in Cuban clothing and attack Florida proper in a land assault. And they were going to use that as a false flag operation to kickstart a war with Cuba. Everybody through Every chain of command approved this. The head of the Department of Defense, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, the vice president, LBJ, signed off on this. JFK himself was the last person that had to say go for it, and he's the one who slapped it down. So, yes, our government can and has tried to do very elaborate conspiracies against their own people before. This is nothing new. 
Yeah, I think even, was it Crystal Knock in Nazi Germany? Whenever they like bomb fired their own Capitol building in order to get to go to war with Poland or something like that. And then they frame yeah. people. It's, it's so crazy. And I, I want to stick on what you were saying there at the end there, Jonathan, about like this idea of, okay, they have like a desired outcome, right? Whether it's going to war in the Middle East, whether, well, let's use that in 9-11 situation so I don't get too far off track here. And then they figure out how they can create. It's so fascinating to me because it's like, okay, how do we create public support in order to go that direction? And then they arrive at the fact of like, okay, well, let's kill 30,000 or 3000 Americans. And then, you know, we'll be able to justify going to war in the Middle East just so we can get our hands on oil, just so we can get our hands on more money. But even with that being said, I guess they didn't even take the oil. They just wanted it for, you know, the military, um, you know, money, the military industrial complex. So it's just, it's so wild to me that they, that there is this like idea. It's almost, it's so bizarre to me that to stay in control, they feel as though there needs to be almost these negative elements put in place in order to justify the outcome that they desire. These people are conquerors. You think back to, you know, however far back conquerors go, they don't like, so we're everybody, the everyday person, we're all just vibing. You know, some people think this way, some people think that way, but for the most part, people going people, right? Right. These people are not people. I mean, they're people. Yes, they're human. I mean, maybe they're human. I don't know if they're, you sure. know, kind of taken over by some kind of satanic thing, but um, reptilian, whatever. Maybe they're reptilian. Who I don't knows? know. Who knows if who they're channeling, right. if they are. I mean, right. we definitely know that they're into witchcraft. Facts. Um, but these people they don't think on the same wavelength as the normal person. They're greedy. They're power hungry. They're going to do everything they possibly can. If there is an outlet that they've never heard of, but it has been tried and true, it don't matter. No fucking moral value that they have. There is no moral value. They will sacrifice their kids. Just ask Joe Biden. He sacrifices. He dude. He sacrifices wife and a kid. Oh, All right. Man. And and his daughter or was his daughter or his niece, niece, hey. Ashley. All right. Let's um, Ashley. Here. What, do you, what do you like physically like they they died? Oh, I don't dude. like this one, man. No, I'm, I'm going to I'm going there. Uh, I'm going there. OK, so and this is what I'm talking about. The conquerors, they th there are no limits to what they will do for power. So we've uh, if you look in Hollywood, you look in, in politics, there are always people who strangely die who are always connected to people in the higher realms it always happens um look at paul walker paul walker from fast and the furious he dies in a car wreck and all of a sudden fast and the furious makes 10 more fucking movies yeah well I thought um, he always said he always said that if he died in a car wreck he knew that he was doing what he loved so i mean maybe that's just me buying into the hype I sure, mean, but, sure, but tell me that the Fast and the Furious franchise has not been riding the coattails of his ghost the entire time. They are doing illegal car racing shit with tanks in space and shit. I'm sorry, what? Which is crazy. Let's but also, that's absurd. But hold on, you you brought up and said you were down to go there. What You were talking about Ashley Biden? Is that who? I got to put the training wheels on before okay. I go there first. Okay, okay. I, we got a training wheel, this bad boy. <laughs> All right. All right. So, so, Paul Walker... I forget what country he was in. I want to say Greece, Argentina, somewhere over there. He wasn't in this country whenever he died. Um, there's actual video footage. Um, and there's that they've been, they've said before that whenever Paul, wherever Paul Walker was, he was trying to spread awareness around child trafficking. 
the same thing as Chester Bennington, the uh, same thing as uh, what was Cornell. It? and Chris Cornell and Anthony Bourdain and all these people who have all died mysterious deaths. Right. Um, Paul Walker was over there basically trying to expose it in some form or fashion. And then they say that he got into a car crash. OK, maybe it's just a coincidence. He gets into a car crash when he's whenever he's over there. Highly coincidental. If that's if that's how he said that he wanted to die. Why not make it happen? Or why not? Why not let it happen? Right. However, there is video footage of his car actually crashing or not of his car no. crashing. There's video footage of his car going around a bend and, and there being an explosion. So I don't I don't think that he actually died in a car crash, per se. Um, but anyway, yeah, I go there to go here. Ashley Biden. I can't remember. Is that his daughter or his niece? Uh, I, I want to say it's his daughter. niece. Um, look at me lying, dude. I'm trying to pay I'm attention to, to the Bidens. Uh, yeah, it's his daughter. I'm I'm looking Okay. Up. Ashley Biden is, yeah. And then I'm reading an article right here. Uh, apparently there was a uh, sexual allegations emerging from her diary um regarding her dad, Papa Yes. President Joe. Yes. But I, I don't Why is that not out in the public? Why is that not all over the place? How many times did we hear about fucking when Stormy that? Daniels? That was June eighteenth of last year yeah you would think yeah, right. I, and I didn't even know it until, I didn't even know she was a person until I just looked this up but yeah apparently for the record that diary is confirmed like that's a real thing that's not some harebrained wild conspiracy thing she has come forward with this but it's gone nowhere nowhere not and it's not going to because this is not Joe Biden's first rodeo Look as far as any of this kids bro he's sniffing all the kids Yo, he's that talking makes about my how crawl that fucking those videos make my he's, right he's sniffing the kids uh, and those fucking I don't understand how that is just like, oh, yeah, probably nothing happened here. No, it's what absurd. The, right? And people will see that and ju they'll just say, I don't care. We don't, don't have think, Trump in office anymore. People, I'm just like, I don't think people understand. Like, they just don't want to. I, I think there's a level of either just not wanting to believe it. Like, you know, and again, of course, all alleged, all speculative. But based on that video, like, that's just that's fucking bad. That's really bad. I'll tell you what. People, I think if you don't, don't think it's actually it. creepy and they don't want to believe it. Take out Joe Biden and put in an old dude missing teeth and overalls doing that to them kids and tell me if it's still, oh, it's no big deal. Go ahead. I'll <sighs> wait. Here's the problem with belief itself is that there's ego involved, mm. right? Sure. So anytime there is belief, your ego doesn't want to be wrong. It will not be wrong because our ego, damn if we're wrong, right? Like anytime somebody proves you wrong, a lot of people will see that as just a hit to the ego and... You know, it's all a, a popularity contest for some reason. Anytime you're wrong, then you're wrong about everything. People have forgotten how to agree to disagree, man. People have forgotten how to have good, constructive conversations where possible growth can happen, possible enlightenment can happen. Therefore, if you voted for this guy because you thought that he was the lesser of two evils. Oh, well, then I don't like you for anything you say anymore because how dare you vote for him? What? Right. But then they they go and they see all these videos, Joe sniffing people. There's Ashley Biden's diary. There's what happened to, to uh, Joe Biden's wife and the baby son. Um, there was. Oh, man. All right. So if you go back to the early 90s, there's so many comedians that are talking about how corrupt Joe Biden was, that he would do anything to get to the top. There are it was literally the running joke in the 90s because he ran for president several times. He jumped on China's dick pretty hard back all the way from 92 to now. He well, had they, to. It just came out that they were funding his institution at University of Penn, right? The China, of course China they are. Like I, that's not a paying. joke. Well, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. No, joke, I, I meant like that was legit. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, he and, has and, been since 92. He was in Congress telling them we need to get more involved with the Chinese government. We need to be tighter with them. We need to become better trade partners with them. He's been lobbying for this shit legitimately publicly since 92. <laughs> this episode of Traveling to Consciousness is brought to you by Aquarius Mushrooms and Aquarius Mushrooms creates what I can only describe as these fine art sculptures that are all one of a kind and these plush mushroom fabric sculptures. They're what I would describe as being like little trip buddies. They're perfect for anyone who has a room that is dedicated to spiritual adventures or anyone who is looking for a fine piece of art that is one of a kind. I think I said that, but one of a kind to enhance their psychedelic experience. I'm sober and I look at mine all the time and it just oozes out this creative and spiritual energy that I it's hard for me to stop looking at sometimes. And so if you are on even maybe just smoking some weed, like I can only see how this thing would open up a portal to a new world. So I highly recommend that you click the sponsors link below, scroll down where you see Aquarius mushrooms, click their website and see if any of them speak to you. Because if it does, I can only imagine how it's going to speak to you in the real world. Aquarius mushrooms, mushrooms for the new age of enlightenment. It's nonstop. You want to talk about one of the most corrupt people oh, man. Uh, to ever run? It is this guy. I mean, more than this dude is you think more the than fucking... Ooh. Well, no, that's the thing, though. They ran neck and neck, bro. They're homeboys. Their kids were both involved with the Ukrainian power company. Their kids have both been involved in all of these crazy nonprofit deals where they make $9 million a year to clock in and clock out once a week. They're all in the same crew, man. It's crazy. Birds of a feather. Birds they of vacation a... together, bruh. As as the late great Jim Leahy once said, birds of a shit feather flock together. That's a trailer park boys reference. Uh, R.I.P. Leahy. Oh. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, dude. I think that these are whenever whenever Obama's running, whenever Hillary's running, whenever Biden's running, yeah. whenever Bush is running, it don't matter if they're seeing things, if they talk about things that are a complete opposite political direction, they are all running together. Right. And so it's and, all about who's funding their campaign. And maybe Trump is an anomaly. I don't know. I, I really don't. I, I don't I, I don't even want to go there, to yeah. be honest with you. But um, as far as, um, you know, Joe Biden sniffing them kids, he's talking. Dude, you see literally hundreds of these videos of him like just going up and like making these little girls just feel so uncomfortable that they don't want to be nowhere near him. But that's also why I don't even pay any attention to him, bro, because he can't even string together a coherent sentence 90% of the time. I see him for what he is. He's a puppet. I'm more focused on who's controlling the puppet. You know what I'm saying? Mm. That that's how I see him and his whole fucking well, that's that's also kind of what's interesting, right? With regards to him, because I mean he goes up and shakes you know, the hands of just the air. Sometimes he walks the wrong directions. He can't even formulate a sentence. And, you right. know, and so, you know, I think it's pretty humorous per se about the whole, um, you, you know, thing of, uh, where am I going with this? Oh, like who's actually in charge and who's actually calling all the shots because you see all these things being happening. And it's like this dude, for sure. Nobody's respecting this guy. There's no way anyone's even listening to what he has to say. No and then, one. And then here's here's probably a newer uh, conspiracy theory, and I'm sure it's not even that much of a th- conspiracy at this point. The fact that they found all of these quote unquote like high what were they like top secret documents at his his houses and whatnot. And mm-hmm. I mean, I, my personal belief when I first saw that was they're probably just 
going to prevent him from running again because now Trump could very easily just be like, oh, well, like he has documents. So like, why does it matter if I, you know, that whole kind of line of, of Samantha. Well, he was also, he was also vice president whenever you collected those documents, which is illegal. Oh, really? Um, the president, yeah, the president was allowed to bring home documents and to be able to look through them and store them and do whatever really he wanted, even though it was confidential information. He was the president. The vice president had no right to do that. Mm. Um, so this whole thing is it's all a scripted movie. And I don't know. I don't know if there is a good guy. I, I hope there uh, is. I, I hope there is. It, sir. Now you're getting it. There's not. Right. There is a less shitty guy. There's not a good guy in this particular equation. Well, but, but so that's interesting. Do you not feel like, I mean, I feel like everyone has skeletons in their closet. I've probably done my best to try to like air those out on my podcast the best I can, but especially if someone's running for the most highly contested position in the entire world, isn't there some level of, I I just feel like everybody, especially this day and age, whenever it's out there, people are just going to be like, Oh, okay. Well, you know, like you're saying, the lesser of two evils almost, but you're you're seeing so much of their shit just aired out there where we we tend to think like, okay, there's no good options, but it's like, well, when you scrutinize one person under a microscope for so long, you're you're gonna see something that you don't like. How about this? I would rather judge them off of their work performance. Okay. I'm not gonna hire a mechanic to come bake my bread. Okay. Sure. I'm not gonna hire somebody who has questionable moral backgrounds to be my pastor. Okay. I don't care what this person's personal kinks are. I don't care. As long as you're not hurting anyone and you're not a pedophile, dude, I don't care. Are you good at your job? Right. For instance, certain presidents have hailed that role are very good at operating international relations are very good at handling big projects, big budgets. They understand how to deal with people at that level. I understand that I'm not that person. You know what I'm saying? I'm not cut to do that job, but I would rather have someone in office who is good at that job. Does that make sense? Oh, for sure. Unfortunately, though, with politics, you have every single aspect of your life thrown out to the public. And yes, I feel like that's kind of important. For instance, somebody who is voting on a topic who may be biased one way or another based off of their own personal belief systems. Okay. Yeah, I understand that. And if you're an elected official, your personal beliefs are supposed to go out the window. You're supposed to be a representative of the people. For sure. Unfortunately, for some reason, our politicians have forgotten who hired them to do that job. And uh, unfortunately, the only other people that are available to hold that job are other people who are just as greedy. So that's just kind of the position we found ourselves in currently. it, It just is what it is. Do you feel like you guys are doing something to bring light to that or to almost hold their feet to the flames in a certain way? Or, I mean, I guess it's not really even just the president, but just generally speaking of powers that be or, and waking up people like where do you guys see that your platform called conspiracy kind of fits into that whole mesh? We're pointing out the red flags, man. That's what we're doing. We want the people to create their own opinions. Yeah. And just to be able to see what isn't blasted all over the news, what is kind of in the underlines of of every news story Um, and really just seeing that, look, if these people are trying to guide you into a certain direction, remember what they lied to you about before and remember how shitty it felt whenever you knew you were duped. And you don't want that feeling again. I don't like being lied to. I certainly don't like being lied to about what's going on in politics and with our tax dollars and and where, you know, how we could possibly and probably are headed towards a World War Three. Right. I don't like that. 
And I don't like how that is being pretty much funded by a tiny percent chance of what I give to the government. Right. You know, so that's that's pretty much how we we like to look at it. Um, We're calling the bullshit. Okay, we want people to form their own opinions. We want people to do their own research. We want people to enlighten and educate themselves on it. All we're doing is calling it where we see it. You know what I mean? And so far, we haven't been wrong about too much. I'm just going to throw that one out. No, I like that. And that's certainly, uh, and maybe this is going back to the energy and, you know, you attract the people that you kind of resonate with. Because I definitely think- Game recognized game, dude. (laughs) I very much fall in that similar mindset of just like, I'm on this investigatory path believe what you want to believe i'm just going to show you what i found so it's super dope that you guys are kind of in that same mishmash that same energy that same vibe yeah man i mean that's and it's and it's fun too you know because you learn a a whole lot of cool things we're not all about doom and gloom no we're not all about like just exposing the illuminati or anything there's a lot of great like conspiracies out there that are super interesting that aren't really to the detriment of the world. And we don't necessarily believe everything that we talk about on the air, bro. We're talking about all conspiracies. If we, if there's a topic that people send us that they want us to talk about, we'll bring it up and we may throw our opinion on it. We may spin it. We, you know what I'm saying? We may believe it. Who knows? But through this process, we have met so many incredible people, man. We've met a lot of wild people as well don't get me wrong I'm sure yeah but uh i'm telling you man this life is a journey and uh it has been a fun one thus far that's for sure and it's and it's you know we have the opportunity to talk to guests like oh. that aren't thinking the same exact thing that we're thinking i hell i don't even think the same exact thing that you think on most so yeah. um <laughs> but, you know we've had guests on that really just they get the gears turning into in a way that you never you didn't even know that those gears were there in your head and so like, you know, the other day we had Tommy Chong on and he's yeah. going on about how, how life was back in the forties, whenever he was a little kid and, um, you know, all the racism that he experienced and, and just shit like that. Um, and then, you know, you, you talk to other people like we had on Crow triple seven. He's a, he's another podcaster out there. Like I, my favorite podcast of all time, but we had him on yesterday and he's talking about everything that he's seen with his own two eyes with equipment that he went out and bought talking about how he um he has this documentary called shoot the moon and he has this super high dollar telescope that he was shooting up at the moon and he was able to uh he was the first one to ever coin the phrase and to ever get it on video talking about the lunar wave that there's legit like this if you see it in video and it's from multiple angles and it's and it's happened several times and it was caught by, I want to say 30 some odd people um, also that caught this on camera. So it wasn't a camera glitch. It wasn't like, you know, a computer problem. This is a legit wave that is going up the moon, dude. Yeah. And it has been caught on other planets as well. It's really? not even just the moon. Some people caught on, some people caught it on Jupiter um, but then and, we've also had a guest on Nick Stumphauser, right? Who is an incredible guest who he's a, a editor who made watch the water and died suddenly Two incredible documentaries. We have incredible guests come on all the time. They bring so much fascinating information to the table, man. It's, this has really been a, an amazing experience. That's so yeah, cool. man. for sure. I'm looking into this, uh, lunar wave thing. Someone's yeah, man. Like, What's it about? Um, I guess it's a core. I mean, how do you. How do you explain that away, man? What the hell is that? I don't know. I got to I got to see a picture of this first. I'm trying to find an article <laughs> about it. <laughs> the Lunar Wave by Crow 777. There you go. There's your Yeah. Yes. 
Does he explain what it is or like what causes it? Yeah, yeah, he did a whole documentary about it, man. It's a movie. You can go and uh, rent it for uh, uh, on Vimeo. Okay. Um, but yeah, he did. I think he they made that movie back in 2020 or 2021 or something like that. And um, yeah, he goes into it and he talked about how after that blew up because it was something that blew up big on YouTube and all over social media and he had to change his phone number. He had to change his email. He was uh, bastardized through, you know, all of these different news, really? news organizations. Newsweek did an article on him and uh, basically calling him an idiot. And so he had to go after Newsweek and, and all uh, he did was after- ask a question. He just said, look, what's the lunar wave? Like, what is that? And somebody, you know, they didn't like it. They didn't like it. And then actually the guy from Newsweek had to retract his statement because turns out that that was no camera glitch. That was some real shit. Of course it was. That's so crazy, man. We, our show, we get onto some wild topics. We go all over the place with pretty much anything and everything. Yeah. There's a few things we won't touch and there's, that's for respect reasons, but Honestly, man, we 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 enjoy having this back and forth between he and I, especially when we bring on a guest or, or we get to come on other awesome shows. You know what I mean? This is it's awesome. Oh, it's it's really been dope. an incredible experience having this podcast. How, how did you two meet? And then when did you decide to start a podcast through this? So I I started this podcast. I did one episode um, and then one of my best friends said, hey, this is awesome. It, it seems like a lot of fun. Would you mind if. I became your co-host. And so I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that'd be great to have a co-host. So me and him, we did it for about 50 or 60 episodes or something like that. Um, and then he stepped away. He went totally blue pill and got jabbed. Um, I still talk to him. He's still one of my friends. But <laughs> around the time um, where he was leaving, actually, his brother-in-law and I worked on a job site together and we had kind of reconnected. Um, and I had a podcast with my younger brother that it was an experimental podcast. Uh, it did not go well or go anywhere, I might add. And so at that time, we had reconnected. He had told me about his brother-in-law's podcast. Me and him hit it off immediately, and here we are. That's awesome. That's dope. And then, yeah, man. And then, I mean, it's even cool because like, <laughs> listening to you guys on your podcast, and even right now, you can tell that there's like a synergy between you two where you're able to kind of push back or like emphasize the points that each one's making. For oh sure. man, we've spent so much time together that I know all of his thoughts and he knows all of my thoughts. Dude, he's about to come squire for me for a tournament this weekend. Like it's squire yeah, for a tournament. Or, what does that mean? Yeah. So I do armored combat. Uh, oh, I get dressed in full steel kit and go fight other dudes in full steel kit with real swords and real axes and shit. Medieval fighting type shit. Yeah. So I have a tournament this weekend at Clemson, South Carolina. As a matter of fact, he's coming with me to be like my assistant and like help me with it all. So yeah, man, we we're boys. Like that's pretty tight. That's just kind of how it is with us. <laughs> that's pretty tight. Yeah. So now, uh, hopefully we're going to just eat a bunch of mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> Are you though? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I am. I'll say I am. I, I kind of want to be ready for my tournament. I'm be honest with you, but you know, <laughs> I guns mean, get you're, wild. You're, okay. fighting, you're fighting to the death. I don't know if anyone wants to die sober. Yeah. No, 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 no. Uh, all the weapons are dulled, but still yeah, like an eight sure. pound sword or an eight pound, like battle axe. You're still getting racked across the head with it's still, you still feel it. You're tripping out, actually, tripping out shrooms. You might not want to carry that. <laughs> I don't know. The Viking berserkers did it. That was a part of their ritual before battle. So maybe there's some shit with it, but I don't personally uh, want to get into this sporting event like that. I wouldn't want to. No. Yeah. Someone else. I, I, someone was just talking about this, that the Vikings were taking shrooms before they would go into battle. 
Yeah, so there was two separate cults of Vikings that did similar things, but different. One of them was the Berserker clan. Uh, and that's actually where we get the term berserk from. Right. Uh, it was a separate sect of Viking warriors. Their entire job was to just be a bloodthirsty animal for their clan. Um, and a part of their pregame was to drink a mixture of a mushroom ale and they would go into a berserk state and they would just pretty much go bloodthirsty downside. When they got into that state, they couldn't really differentiate between good and bad guys. So they were more like a force of nature at that point. They used to wear bear skins and wolf skins. Uh, the other group was called the mm. Yams Vikings, which is a separate cult. But uh, the most famous berserker last stand actually was at Stanford Bridge. One berserker held off the entire English army and on this bridge and pretty much stood there and battled 40 dudes one by one, laid them down until finally they had to get underneath the bridge and stab them in the groin with a spear. That was the only way they could get them because they could not touch this guy. So maybe there's some shit to it. I personally am not a Viking. I'm, I'm, I'm from Louisiana. I'm Cajun. (laughs) So we chilling. (laughs) Dude, it's so crazy to me because I mean, anytime I've taken shrooms going out and fighting people is like one of the last things that I would want to do. I, the least violent thing ever on shrooms, but these guys apparently use that in a warrior frenzied state. I don't know, man. It's not my jam. I'm surprised like uh, Nixon and Reagan didn't use that information to ban mushrooms or <laughs> to ban. No, meat. instead they did MK Ultra and they gave a bunch of mentally handicapped people LSD for six months straight to see what would happen. <laughs> Is that, is that really what it was? Was it mentally handicapped people? I thought it was just yeah. people in general that they were trying to brainwash to now they were mentally handicapped. They were, they were, uh, yeah, they were mental patients and that's why they couldn't give medical consent to these experiments. Well, uh, there was also, you also got to factor in what uh, Charles Manson was doing. Oh, he was. Charles, yeah. Charles Manson was definitely working on behalf of what was it, the FBI or the CIA, but um, you know, his whole, all of his groupies, he was experimenting with all of them, dude. It's just some of the craziest shit. Like the, like all dude, it's like whenever you see behind closed doors and you see really like how the government rolls, you can't, you can't like look at a conspiracy and, be, and instantly call bullshit. You have right. to be like, is there really something to this? If it gets you know? to a point where you have to prove what the government's saying is true. Look, understand that you found it. Like you're on the right mm. path. It's almost like how you say with the <laughs> with the priests in uh, the Catholic Church. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> all right. And I was raised Catholic until I was 14. I'm not bashing on them. My father is still Catholic. All the things. Happy Mardi Gras for the record. Okay. <laughs> but, but if as a standpoint for your religion, if your clerical staff starts raping adults. And that would be a step in the right direction for your religion. You probably have fucked up to such a level that it's beyond repair. I'm going to throw that out. Yes. Well, but so this is, I guess, kind of interesting because this kind of goes back to not throwing the baby out with the bathwater, right? Is sure. Although there is a structural like power dynamic involved. and And I think there has to be something there. Like once power or the quest for power, the quest for more power kind of seeps into the human psyche it seems to me that that's whenever people start to erode away their moral high ground of what of respect for another person or even just like what's right and what's wrong because again like i've i've kind of i don't want to say i've studied the bible but i've read enough passages where i see that there are deep truths within them now whenever you then layer it on top with priests and majority of the priests doing terrible things to underage kids and exactly as you laid it out it's like 
you know, what are the changes that kind of need to occur for us to get away from that? Do we need to make pivots beforehand? Is it something that just like we have to wait until it's doom and gloom and then realize we need to update? Like, like that's kind of where I kind of stand in this like quasi state of, you know, let's make sure we don't throw it all out and just start from scratch just because, you know, a handful of people fucked up. I'm not saying the entire Catholic religion is a bunch of, of heretics and hypocrites. Okay. I, I, like I said, I myself go to a Catholic retreat once a year, as a matter of fact, and I still do. And I probably will for the rest of my life. Uh, it's a thing that my family does. And I thoroughly enjoy that retreat. This episode of traveling to consciousness is brought to you by revive CBD. Now I know what you're thinking, another CBD product. And typically I would completely agree with you. I've gone through all my trials and tribulations with CBD products, but this CBD cream is unlike anything else. Honestly, I don't know what it is, but there's something in the technology of it that it helps absorb into your skin and actually get to the place that aches and soothes your muscles almost instantaneously. It's close to instant. It's probably about a five to 10 minute activation that I've noticed, but sometimes it goes a little bit quicker. And so I know it can be difficult for the find the right one. And this was my personal favorite that I found after long enough. (laughs) I don't want to go back to that dark time, but I found it. It works amazing. And the creator of it is an incredible guy. So I highly recommend you click the sponsors link below, click on the revive CBD tab and get yours today. Revive CBD, feel better, live better, all premium, all natural CBD products. But that being said, I am saying that I believe that power corrupts. I believe that it's not a guarantee. I believe there are certain people that can be taught and trained how to handle power correctly. But I believe that people inherently, when given absolute power, it will corrupt absolutely. Um, And I think that's been documented, whether it's been in a religious standpoint, whether it's been a financial standpoint, whether it's been a royalty standpoint, certain people are ready for that type of responsibility and certain people are not. And now who's to say and who's to judge who isn't, isn't now we're getting onto a tricky subject and now I'm not the one to make that judgment call. You know what I'm saying? But I am going to say that for that church in specific and for that religion, a major, major immediate revamp, I believe is needed now more than ever. And that's where I leave that. For you sure. know what I mean? For and sure. I don't believe that this current Pope, is the guy to do that revamp. I'm going to leave that where that is at as well. <laughs> to be honest, a lot of this um, this stuff that goes on, you know, with the priests and, and you know, everything that, that has been kind of hidden, um, you know, you get stories out every so often, but what really happens to the priests? Well, they just get sent to another church. They don't go to jail. They're, they're covering up for these activities because they are, quote unquote, men of God, right? Right. Um, but honestly, whenever I look at these things, I, it doesn't, I guess with how I was grown up, I, like I said earlier, I wasn't raised in the church. Um, so I kind of through life have been trying to find my own way spiritually. And whenever I see things like that, I'm just like, okay, well that just kind of guides me to keep pushing for my own direction and not follow something that has already been laid out before me. I want to be you know, the searcher itself. And maybe we are researchers and we're all, we're just really rediscovering what it is and nothing really is truly brand new anymore. But I, I like to look at it as, you know, the experiences that I've had in my life spiritually, they can't be boiled down into a religion. They can't be boiled down into one way of thinking. And it certainly can't be boiled down into like, 
this is the way you should do life. So if you don't do it this way, then you're going somewhere very bad. I like to look at it as I'm here to live. I'm here to 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 discover and, and use my own curiosity to 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 see, you know, just exactly what the world is, because I'm personally somebody who I believe that I don't I don't think of God in the traditional sense of whatever the tra- traditional sense may be to most people. I right. look at God as, you know, if we were to talk about a Big Bang theory, not that I believe that shit, but um, but if we were, maybe it was God exploding and we are all just particles of him or of it or whatever that may be. Sure. Um, sure. And so essentially, whenever I think that whenever you're praying to God, you're kind of it's it sounds full of sh- it makes you sound full of yourself whenever people say, oh, I am God or, you know, what or things like that or uh, I don't, I don't claim that whatsoever. I look at it as, you know, like we're all the same thing. We're all on the same level. We're all here together. And I think that as far as how the earth was created, how, how, you know, trees were created and grass and all the way down to the atom, that all had to do with us because we all are the same thing. We all come from the same thing. It's one source. I believe it, bro. I believe the spirit of God is within all man, within everything here. Yes. I I don't believe that it's separate from us at all. Right. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, but that's based upon my experiences, you know, through mushroom trips and meditation and, you know, all the crazy things that happen to you whenever, you know, nobody's watching that you can't, you can't, um, you can't quantify it. You, you can't quantify it, but you also can't prove it to be true, but you know, it's true to you. It's your truth. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of where I stand as well is, is I, I consider myself spiritual and experiential. So it's like, you experience shit that you just can't explain to the rational mind, no matter how much logic people want to throw at it. You know, it's, it's so true to you that it's like, yeah, this is, this is it. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Like, this is what I've experienced. And this is what feels like the most truth that I've come across to this date. And it sounds like you're on a very spiritual path that, that at that level, because it is that inner searching, that inner kind of journey to, figuring out that interesting flow between what's real and what's not. And what do you want to hold as being true for yourself? Like, does that make you feel better? Does it make it feel worse? And kind of like playing around with that energy to see how you want to take that in your everyday life. Yeah. I look at it as, you know, kind of like the, uh, I don't know if it was a saying or what, but um, you know, I look at God in this way, such as, you know, how a lot of people say, you know, to look at yourself, that you are um, the the uh, the drop of the ocean and the ocean in a drop. I think it's all the same thing, dude. Yeah. You can see the entire ocean in a drop and you're also you're part of the whole thing. And um, who I don't think that anybody's ever going to tell you what the truth is. You kind of just got to figure it out on your own. Right. No, I'm very, very on par with that. And then speaking of truth, let's tie this back into conspiracy nature. I'm going to say we do have to wrap up here pretty soon, though, man. Are you running out of time? Uh, I kind of am. I have to be. I got a few minutes left, but not much. Okay. Um, Well, I guess maybe we can end up on this thing then. Uh, Where do you kind of see the the pivot from a conspiracy theory into it actually being rectified as truth well in my opinion um things are only labeled conspiracy because there is another narrative that is being pushed and the conspiracy is questioning that narrative as soon as people start to look at the proof 
of whatever the, the exact situation is, those two roles flip flop. And now the narrative that they're pushing on the news or that the, the, the common knowledge was, it's no longer common knowledge what they're pushing because people are able to see, okay, that's, that's just an agenda. That's, that's propaganda. Um, you look at it for the facts, you know, like you look into WikiLeaks or any of these other kind of things and you're able to prove that these things are really going on. Well, now that's no longer conspiracy. That's fact. With and me, yeah. yeah, with me, I pretty much see it like gravity. Okay. Gravity is still technically classified as a theory, even though we know for a fact that it works. You know what I'm saying? Just because you, we may not be able to agree on the force that makes that happen. Gravity <laughs> is a real thing. The atomic theory. We call it a theory because we don't have a microscope small enough to see it and yada, yada, yada. But we know that it works because mathematically that's how chemistry works. And that's how we have entire industries that make things that we now use. Right. It's still considered a theory, even though it's true. Conspiracy theories are not necessarily considered theories because they're not true. Does that make sense? Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I guess the way I've always looked at it is that it's kind of like the separation of like, is it, is it a mainstream belief or is it not? And so it, it almost sets in this rabbit hole of, or it sits in the space of a conspiracy theory if the majority of people don't believe it. And so then it's like, okay, how do you bridge that gap into, into truth? Like what is true? And of course, I'm sure there's things that you guys hold as true. I mean, flat earth for one of them <laughs> that, that's the thing. Maybe not everybody believes or even us being globers, right. you know, us being globus. Right. You know? Um, and so it's like, it, it kind of is this interesting dilemma of like, well, mainstream is going to call this a conspiracy theory. Mainstream is going to call this as truth, but then interpersonally there's kind of a two different energies at play here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you go far enough down the rabbit hole, man, you start to come to the realization that you don't need the news to say it. You know, you you're sure. you're searching for all of this information and you're finding truth along the way. I don't need validation from CNN. Right. No. I don't <laughs> need validation from the White House. Not expecting it either, for the record. <laughs> I mean, how much alien shit and UFO shit has been going on or that they claim has been going on that, you know, it's it's never I Things that happen don't need to be validated, in my opinion, by the the powers that be. Mm. Um, you know, my parents lied to me and said that Santa Claus was real until <laughs> until I stopped believing it. You know, <laughs> like or at least I, you know, admitted to them that I stopped believing. It. Might fair, still be versions fair. of him around. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, but dude, I guess we've got to wrap this up. So I appreciate you guys yeah. being here, and I want to give you guys the floor. Always give it to my guests plug your stuff. I mean, we did some pretty solid work at plugging it, but plug your stuff, any wisdoms of encouragement you want to give to the audience. And so with that being said, gentlemen, the floor is yours. So we are the Cults of Conspiracy podcast. You can find us across all podcast platforms. If you'd like to watch the video instead, we are not a part of YouTube anymore. We've been banned. We've been censored. Every single thing we put up gets a strike. So we just do not want to put up with that anymore. So we've taken our video over to rockfin.com. Over there, you'll be able to see a bunch of this, uh, this, and I hate the term truth movement, but that's really what's going on. Um, everybody that has been banned from YouTube has gone over to alternative sites such as Rumble, BitChute, Rockfin. We happen to be on rockfin.com, so you'll be able to find us over there at rockfin.com slash cult of conspiracy. Um, we are also, we, we have all of the, um, all of the platforms as well, such as 
um, Instagram, Facebook, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, all of the social medias, all of the things, all of the stuff. You can find us on TikTok as as well. Everything's under Cult of Conspiracy. So just uh, give us a follow, holla at us. I mean, if you think we're stupid, then let us know that too. <laughs> Taking it from all angles. It's really crazy also that so many people have found their way off of YouTube because of these strikes and everything. So fuck, man. Hopefully, I mean, uh, content creators that want to play by their rules, more power to them. I'm not, I'm not judging. You know what I'm saying? Oh, sure. You grind your way. I'm gonna grind my way. And personally, I can't abide by YouTube's rules. I'm sorry. That's a personal choice. Well, I'm at least happy that there's a space for it, you know, and you yeah. guys like you're doing the work of actually getting that name out there more Rockfin, rumble, all these different things. So, you know, I guess it's one of those things that's just, it is what it is. And I'm happy to hear that at least there's becoming alternative ways to get that out there. And it's not just the mega platforms as is. Yeah, absolutely. As far as uh, the message on the way out, there's one very important, extremely vital thing that I want to get out to all listeners. This is not just including the cult members of our show. There's one very important thing. And that is you need to open up your third. Uh... <laughs> I think everyone here is going to agree with you on that one. Well, Jonathan, Jacob, thank you guys so much for being here. Um, Guys, you hear it here first. Go check out their podcast. They dive into cool stuff every week. And with that being said, I will see you guys in the sixth dimension. <laughs>